0: Getting into the inner workings of government, these boards and commissions and authorities are very important often, and they're making decisions that affect everyone. And so the documenters enjoy that to see those inner workings and, and get paid for it.
1: Shrinking news staffs are making it harder for some local news outlets to fulfill their most important duty, covering all those governmental meetings nobody has the time to attend. Now a group of citizen journalists in Detroit is pioneering a solution to this problem. I'm Michael O'Connell. This is It's All Journalism. Eleanor Katolico is a civic reporter at WDET, Detroit's NPR station, and Vasily Jacobs is a senior policy analyst at Citizen Detroit, he's also the documenters manager. Welcome to the podcast, Eleanor and Vasily.
0: Thank you.
2: Thank you. Happy to be here.
1: Okay, well, I'm happy that you're both here. <laughs> Just as a side it's always a challenge sometimes to get multiple people together in the same place to talk. And so we—we we, it was a long journey, but we got here. So first of all, tell me how you got to where you ended up in your career and, and what you're doing in Detroit.
0: Yeah, well, I've always been interested in making the world a better place and kind of improving our great society and our great country here. And so, you know, social issues, whether it be around politics, um, workers, Whether it be about the environment, whether it be about policing, whether it be about a variety of topics, always of interest to me. So I came through from college and got that bug to get involved. And after that, worked with different politicians in the Metro Detroit area, some labor unions, usually in the government affairs department, and then moved on to the nonprofit world, which I really enjoyed this outfit called Citizen Detroit that I'm here with because We're very intentional about being accurate about the facts and about trying to get Detroit to be the most civically engaged city in the nation. And so we want citizens here to be fully engaged in the democratic life of the city and to give them the crucial facts needed to do that. The organization started when the bankruptcy was happening in Detroit, so we filled that need and happy to do it. And that's how I've kind of arrived to this spot of managing the documenters program.
1: So, yeah, Eleanor, what's your story? How did you end up at WDET?
2: I would say my journalism career was definitely not the traditional path. When I went to college, I went out of state in Chicago. I'm from Michigan originally. So I studied English. So my initial dreams were to be a, a creative writer, a poet of some sort, but I always found myself attracted to talking to people and listening their stories. So when I graduated college, I needed a job. So what I did is I just sent out a mass email to small community newspapers in Chicago. And one of them that responded was the Gate News. They were a bilingual, biweekly newspaper that operated out of the back of the yards neighborhood in Chicago. So that's like Southside-ish. And basically, that was just my start. The editor was really passionate about community news, and I was interested in learning more about the the back-of-the-arts community. So I just came in, started writing blurbs for their community calendar, and that turned into reporting on community stories and that kind of that hunger to report on community stories and learn more, fed into different workshop opportunities, training opportunities. And that actually led me to City Bureau in 2015. So City Bureau is the journalism lab that founded not only a fellowship program there to train journalists with a focus on shepherding and and guiding uh, journalists of, of color and other journalists that aren't normally represented in newsrooms. They also started the documenters program there. So in Chicago, I was both a fellow there as well as a documenter. And then after I did that, I continued freelancing throughout the city. I focused on education, criminal justice. I actually worked in the city colleges of Chicago system for a long time as a literacy tutor there in their adult ed program. And then I moved back home just last year. And I still maintained that relationship with the city bureau, even though I had finished my my fellowship cycle there. I still was always involved, whether it was just doing like data entry or doing the Documents program in Chicago. And then when I came back here I learned that they were actually having documenters here in Detroit so I was like, oh great you know the organization I that really you know helped form and shape me as a journalist is coming to my hometown and I just thought you know they had a great model and it was something that was needed here, especially in um, Detroit. So I started being a documenter here covering a, a charter school board meeting and from that opportunity, I just been continuing freelancing. And then I learned about the civic reporter role in May and I was eager to apply for it. Cause I thought it was a great opportunity to continue to learn more about journalism and practice journalism, but also engage community. So I just went for it. And now that I've been in this role, you know, there've been a lot of really great strides we've made in terms of reporting and kind of bringing collaboration amongst newsrooms and, Actually, you know, working with our partners too, like Vaz has been really great as a partner and me kind of learning the ropes about documenters and how to better engage them and assist them and then how they can help inform the reporting I'm doing with the station.
1: We've talked on the podcast before about the city bureau, the one in Chicago. And I know at that time they were talking about uh, becoming more involved in what was going on in Detroit. But we're, we're I guess we're kind of here today talking about... The Detroit Documenters. Can you sort of uh, describe what the Documenters is and how it sort of functions on your website?
0: The Detroit, you know, Documenters program. It's funny. We got involved. Citizen Detroit got involved, and we're fortunate enough to learn about what the WDT and City Bureau were doing when we had an Observers program, is what we called it. But we were also taking notes at public meetings, commissions, and authorities here in the city. So we had a team of about 12 volunteers doing that, jotting down notes, and then coming together and discussing what's going on at these public boards and commissions. And once we got to learn what City Bureau had done in Chicago and the technology and website of documenters.org, we really saw and wanted to be a part of the grant that was making this possible. So we joined up and, you know, the program is really about Awakening democratic involvement of people here in the city of Detroit and learning about these boards and commissions and also getting the information inside these boards and commissions and authorities out to the public, getting some of those nuggets that are nuggets of information that are very interesting or very crucial, whether it be water shutoffs in the city of Detroit and the rate at which that's happening, or whether it be a unified transit payment system joining the two bus systems together to have one sort of payment system along with you know the rail limited rail transit that we have here in Detroit or whether it be issues around you know whether boys can wear shorts in the Detroit public schools, which was something that we covered recently. So getting that information out to the public was it was another goal of the program. So it sort of has twofold element of information for the public to consume and learn about from these Boards, commissions, and authorities, as well as realizing that they, as a citizen, can go and and watch the decisions that are being made at these boards, commissions, and authorities, and and also provide public comment should they want to. We don't do that as documenters, but we can help get that information out to city residents. So,
1: I know if you go to the website, you can find a lot of information about different topics and different stories, public meetings that are going on. You'll see agendas and maybe you know, notes about those meetings, et cetera. A lot of stuff that you would maybe, if you were savvy enough and you're interested in this this information, you could probably try to track down through the government websites. But you sort of centralize a lot of that information. And and on top of that, you're bringing in input from people who are actually going to these meetings and taking notes and documenting a lot of this stuff. How do you get people involved in this? Not necessarily journalists, but yeah, you know, I guess you would almost call them citizen journalists or citizen documenters,
0: yeah, people are very curious, you know once you start to list the different boards and commissions and authorities out there, they are curious as to what's happening there in these levels of democracy, so there is a desire to go and to take accurate notes to take notes that aren't not heavily subjective notes. These are you know accurate, clear notes about numbers that are coming out of these meetings and different policy stuff. So, you know, the desire is there from the public to, to go and learn and to jot these down. They, ne- they do need a little training, and we provide that um, to go and take part in these assignments. But with the website, as you mentioned, that's able to put all these public meetings into one one place and with the ability to search by time of the day, by day of the week, by topic, um, of the board, you know, it's very accessible. And so um, being able to see, yeah, published documents from, pu- published notes, I should say, from the documenters on this website is really, really helpful to people. So, you know, folks folks hear about it, whether it be through our partner, WDET, doing a new spot on it, whether it be through some of our civic outreach we do at Citizen Detroit, uh, whether it be through other members of the nonprofit community in Detroit, uh, or another media story from Metro Times or WWJ, people hear about it, they sign up at Documenters.org and they come to one of the trainings, and then they go out and apply for assignments. And when we approve them for assignment, they go out, they document what happens at that meeting, they submit it back to the website so it can be viewed by ideally thousands of people. And, uh, and then they live tweet as well. They do live tweeting of these meetings so that content's coming out. Live on Twitter um, as to what's going on. And for people that you don't know, want to be there and it's not being broadcast on local public TV, these meetings, you can get the live tweets coming uh, to your phone. So,
1: what's nice about that is it shines a lot of sunlight on the public process, these meetings, these documents. You know, anybody who's, who's covered City Hall knows that there's just so much information that the government produces. That people don't always, you know, understand the the detail uh, about a lot of these topics and being able to not only just have the documents and the meetings there and the notes. You know, I I was surprised when you say having it on social media, you know, just making sure people understand that, hey, this is part of the public process. This is uh, going on while you're doing whatever you're doing in your life and it's going to impact you you know, I think that's really kind of exciting. Eleanor, so as a civic reporter, where do, where does what you do mesh with what the documenters are doing?
2: I basically look at their work and kind of interpret and pull out relevant news specs that I want to use for my own reporting moving forward, as well as sharing that with other newsrooms in our city. So I find that the notes are actually been really helpful in, in my pre-reporting process. So, for instance, one of our topic focuses is the Charter Review Commission. I had not attended a Charter Review Commission prior to learning about this as being one of our meetings recovering. And as Vaz knows, uh, the the meetings themselves have been very contentious. There have been fights within. The actual, between the actual commissioners themselves, as well as members of the public, there have been increased police presence. So just being able to kind of read the notes, not just for the information that's discussed, but also kind of getting the color and the, um, the atmosphere that the documenters record. I can use that and kind of share that with my newsroom as well as other newsrooms to help them kind of generate their own news leads. So I've, I found the notes been really helpful in doing that. Um, and I'm working toward continuing producing basically like news rundowns every week. So uh, the way that we kind of promote the civic reporters work is by doing two ways on Fridays with our news director, where I just basically kind of sum up the highlights of uh, what meetings are covered week to week. So our goal is to try to cover at least two maximum three meetings a week. And then we also produce a web post that links directly to the document or site and then provides context to why that meeting matters and what are the next steps for people to, to learn more about the issue and get engaged. So usually that next step is just listing the next upcoming meeting. But I'm kind of working on making more of an action that to be more of an action item in terms of uh, what people can do to be better informed, and a more engaged stakeholder uh, with these issues. So, yeah, I would just say that the documenters work helps inform my reporting. I can produce news leads and news tips for myself and other reporters in the newsroom, but also sharing that we really do want to share that resource, the documenters.org website, with other reporters, too. So we're working on fostering those contacts with them so they can use that as
0: um, – a resource for their reporting. So team.
1: what has been the public's response to this, to civic journalism?
0: I mean, I know uh, the people that I talk to directly have really enjoyed it and have been surprised by this effort. Surprised in a way that, you know, ex- excited, I should say, rather than surprised. Um, I think, you know, I think there is a little bit more attention on our different parts of democracy here in 2019. And, and so there is more attention on the Board of Police Commissioners. There's more attention on DPSCD, the Detroit Public Schools. There's more attention on uh, the Planning Commission. So, you know, in terms of what the public says when I talk to them about the program, they love it and they want to get involved and they ask when the next training is and they want to they do that work. I don't know, Eleanor, what are you seeing?
2: I would say when I've talked to other reporters about the site, they've been really impressed about how, easy it is to use and it's actually fulfilling a need for them because before you know reporters had the time um to go to these meetings themselves but you know as we know the media landscapes changed we can't go to these meetings as much anymore so even just you know there's some tv reporter that i spoke with a couple weeks ago saying how he really wanted to have us kind of demo the site for them and their reporters so they can kind of get, you know, a regular feed of news tips from our site, which will kind of help them, you know, generate story ideas. Um, so a lot of the the positive feedback I've gotten have been from other reporters, how they've been wanting to use the site. And then they also want to provide feedback on what meetings to be covered, which is always determined by Vaz, myself and the WDET news director uh, on a monthly basis. So we've also been hearing um just like what topics and meetings other reporters want to cover and see if we can accommodate them by having documents be setting out to meetings that they've requested to. So that's something we're open to is just getting feedback of what is to be covered from week to week and how we can accommodate yeah, them. It's
1: interesting because it's something you don't always think about but if you if you work in local news, you know that there's a local news sort of ecosystem where you know maybe that weekly paper uncovers some meeting, or uncover some story and they'll write something about it in the larger paper or the TV station will pick it up that, you know, there are lots of different levels uh, of news or of journalism or journalists going after a story. And and so you may write that first story, but, you know, somebody may come in after you and write a bigger story or or something with a little different angle. And the fact that you have the sort of central depository repository of uh, information, you know, is it, great for, you know, Detroit news, news coverage, I think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, we want it, it to continue to grow and be something viable and sustainable for the future. This is something we that's like just the beginning. So it's like new territory for me, and it's definitely new territory for the station too. So we're kind of innovating and, and figuring out, you know, what the role is as we go along and kind of accepting feedback and... Ideas along the so way.
1: Has there been any sort of negative response from anybody who's saying, you know, well, these aren't professional journalists going to these meetings. Why why should I care about what they say or, or how they do it? Or do you feel that, well, you know, let's ask that. Let's ask that question first. Has there been any negative feedback or response?
2: I haven't. I think people are glad that people are just going to the meetings because I've been to these some of these public meetings that sometimes they will post the agenda or the meeting time at the very last minute, so then the public can't go. So I feel like as long as somebody is there to write something about it, I think that's a win for all of us because then we can all benefit from that information. I haven't heard anything negative in regards to the documenters doing this work because as it stands right now, we we don't treat them as journalists. We treat them as, you know, part of the news gathering process. And it's actually my role to be the voice for them. Mm-hmm. So, working with Vaz too to try to mm-hmm. do that. I guess. Yeah. Did you want to add anything?
0: No, I'd, I'd echo all that you said. I think people are just happy to have someone there present who's looking at the information, jotting jotting it down to the best of their abilities. Of course, you're going to get different levels of documentation from different people. You know, it's it's democracy in in some level, and so you're going to get different different educational backgrounds, different. Writing abilities, different, you know, fact checking involved, different hyperlinks on your, on the documents that and the notes that you're reading. So I, I think people are aware of various levels of quality and we review everything to make sure it's accurate. And if there is an issue, obviously we'll get that adjusted right away. But it's more about having a, a presence there and getting those tidbits and those goals of the meeting, getting those facts. If you just read the minutes, well, they're pretty dry. They're pretty bland. And you're not going to be stay interested. With the documentaries, we try to provide provide a little bit of a narrative that allows you to read, you know, what the atmosphere was like at that meeting, what sort of feelings and sentiments were there, and also what was said at public comment. Those things don't always make it to the. I don't think they actually ever make it to the minutes. So public comment is a, is a part that's added there. So. Yeah, I think most people are very positive to have someone there and they, and they take the information as it comes.
1: Yeah, and public comment is always a you know if you're a reporter covering a meeting that that can sometimes be incredibly valuable, giving you a different perspective, opening up other sources for you, exposing you know different aspects of of a story. So tell me about the the documenters themselves. They come in, they're trained, they go out and they cover things. What is, you know, how do they feel about the work that they're doing?
0: They enjoy it. You know, we're having a debrief actually in about a week to get a lot of feedback and get people together to feel that sort of unity because normally they're two-person assignments. One person's live tweeting and then another is documenting notes from the meeting. So we do send approvals for the assignments out to both people so they can connect with one another and go as a pair to these meetings. So there's some there's some unity there, but we do try to meet and, and gather everyone together to express their feelings about how those meetings went. I think there's a variety of situations people encounter. There are tense meetings where you have to take an elevator and you're accompanied by a security guard up to that meeting room and you're in a large board meeting and you're only one of two members of the public. that can feel Those kinds of meetings can feel very intimidating. And then you have other uh, meetings where board members are directly speaking with you <laughs> in the audience and willing to answer your questions not just receive a public comment but answer your questions so you know hearing those different scenarios from a different board or authority is interesting and documenters enjoy that from my conversations with them they're really impressed by you know getting into the inner workings of government these boards and the commissions and authorities are very important often and they're making decisions that affect everyone and so the documenters. Enjoy that to see those inner workings and and get paid for it. You know, get paid sixteen dollars an hour to go and attend those meetings. I think they they enjoy that and the flexibility, obviously, is another plus. This isn't it's not a job; it's work, and and people's time needs to be valued, and that's why we're paying people for that time.
2: I would add too that I think Vaz is doing a great job just facilitating engagement with the documenters and making sure that. They feel like empowered in the work that they're doing. And I definitely, you know, one of my goals with, with the reporting position with WDET is, is to let them know too that, you know, thank you for going and taking your time to, to go to these meetings outside of your own personal life. I want you to know, that, you know, the work is being valued and it's being used, you know, for a greater purpose, you know, for greater journalism. And I also also say too that even though that, you know, they may not be considered journalists, they still have really great value of being lifelong Detroiters. And I feel like when they're covering meetings or even when I've had like personal conversations, I've had like a couple of personal meetups with documenters just to follow up with them about how they felt about the meeting, you know, kind of give them some feedback on their notes. I feel like their perspective, especially if they've been here a long time on terms of city government and politics and just how the community feels has also been really invaluable for me as I approach kind of being a reporter. So, here.
1: Eleanor, can you think of a, a story, a big story that you may not have had if it hadn't been for the documenters?
2: I would say it's still early in the game for me, but I am working on a few stories that, had the documenters had not gone to, I wouldn't have been privy to, and I hadn't seen been covered.
1: This sounds like something that could work in other locations. What would you recommend to, you know, a newsroom in some city or, or town, you know, if they wanted to implement something like this? What would be the best approach to do that?
0: Take a closer look at City Bureau's operations in Chicago and their Documenters program as it's a little further along than the one in Detroit. And talk to Darrell Holiday there at City Bureau just to see the results. And get on documentaries.org and in the upper left-hand corner, pick your city, Detroit or Chicago. And start to digest what the documenters are doing through Twitter, through their notes, or even in Chicago, I believe they're doing some extensive, more extensive information gathering, and see if those are the kind of results that would trigger your city, better information in your city, and better democratic participation in your city, and and then take it from there. I think, you know, City Bureau has been incredibly, incredibly kind with us in, in Detroit, and really making sure that we get this program up and running and have everything taken care of. So they've shown us the ropes inside and out. I really recommend it for any city or anyone interested in it.
2: I'd also add that we've actually had interest in documenters in just cities outside of Detroit. So I'm thinking of Highland Park. We've had residents who've just been generally frustrated of the lack of information they're getting from their city across various issues. They don't have an operating newspaper in their community right now. A lot of the information that the residents get about the city and what's going on is through Facebook. So they have two Facebook community groups, and then the city has a Facebook page, but that is the primary source of information that they're getting about what's going on, which frustrates a lot of them. So they have also expressed a need and a want to have some type of consistent documenters' information being produced, too. So we're actually seeing that, too, even just in cities outside of Detroit.
1: Okay, I'm going to set a scene here. You're at a party, you're in Detroit, there's a pause in the music, there's somebody that, that's asking about the city bureau, what's the one thing that you want to tell them before the music comes up and they and they can't hear you anymore?
2: <laughs> I would say what I like about it is that they're sharing the stories that too often get ignored, and they're shining light on stories for communities that matter.
0: Yeah, I would say, look, there are roughly 70, 80, even more public boards out there that are making decisions in meetings where there are oftentimes zero members of the public. And you can go and watch those decisions being made, the deliberations, the listening to public comment, You can learn about who is appointed to those boards, and you can go, and if you take accurate documentation of those meetings, you can get paid for your time. So it's a great program at documenters.org, and look into it if you're interested and you have some free time, spare time on your hands to go to these meetings and accurately document them.
1: But I think you've each said something that's really kind of important. Actually, the whole conversation. I think you've you've, um, given us a lot of kind of hope because I know that – As newsrooms, as large newsrooms have sort of contracted and and journalists have been laid off, there's been this sort of concern about, you know, news deserts and, you know, how local governments aren't being covered as well as they can. And this, you know, what City Bureau is doing in Chicago, what they're doing here in Detroit, I think this is kind of a a hopeful uh, future, I think, for community journalism. Thanks, both, both of you, for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Michael. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the people who make the news. You can find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. While you're visiting our website, why not sign up for the It's All Journalism newsletter? You'll get all the latest info about our podcast, including episode notes and news about live events and upcoming interviews. Go to itsalljournalism.com to subscribe. We also just posted the results of our online survey about journalism resources. Check out what tools some of our readers are using to make good journalism. Everyone who took our survey received a free It's All Journalism mug. If you'd like to score a mug of your own, take one of our surveys. Go to itsalljournalism.com to learn more. It takes a lot of people to create an episode of It's All Journalism. Nicole Grisco produced this episode. Amber Healy wrote our web content. Nick Dupre wrote our theme music. Emilio Brust helped with our booking. Nicholas Hunter provided a web assist. And I'm your host, Michael O'Connell. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media.
2: Thanks for listening.